Hey, it must be Italian. Merry Christmas. We are glad that you're here today with us to spend some of your Sunday as we get ready for Christmas. We're going to have an awesome morning, man. We get to do a Christmas story. And I know some of you have been thinking throughout this series, man, I really, really wish they would do Die Hard. Yeah. I really wish they would finally do that movie. And, and you know, we, we really tried, okay? We looked through the whole New Testament, and we can't find yippee Kaye anywhere in it. So, Die Hard is out, A Christmas Story is in, and that, that's okay, because th- this movie's got everything you could possibly need. If, if you've never seen it before, it's the story uh, of this, this family that lives in the Midwest, and they're kind of your stereotypical family. You know, dad's trying to do the crossword, dogs are running through the house, and mom's trying to get the kids to eat food instead of playing with the food. You got triple dog dares, Ovaltine, flagpoles, you, you, you got everything you could possibly want in a movie, in this movie, A Christmas story. And it's the perfect one for us to do because every year we all write our own Christmas story. Every Christmas has a story. And every year we all write our own Christmas story for that year. And we can look back over our lives and go, oh yeah, that was the Christmas when that happened. That was the Christmas when we did this. That was the Christmas when when that was announced. That was the Christmas when when this took place. Every year we write our own Christmas story. Story And if you've never seen this movie before, that, that's what takes place here. The movie is about the story of this family's Christmas for this year. And in particular, it really focuses on Ralphie, their oldest son. And of course, the whole movie is about how he really wants this Red Ryder BB gun. And he spends the whole movie trying to convince everyone from Santa Claus to his teacher to his parents to buy him this Red Ryder BB gun. And of course, everyone tells him that he can't have one because you'll shoot your eye out. So, so it's not going to happen, Ralphie, right? But, but he still spends his whole Christmas story focused on this one present. And if he doesn't get it, he's going to be let down. And he's got everything invested into getting this Red Ryder BB gun. That's his Christmas story for that year. And all of us write our own Christmas stories every year. And right now, you are writing your Christmas story for 2019. And your Christmas story may be dominated by certain things that, that are taking place at work. Maybe that's kind of stolen your attention and your focus, and, and you're focused on maybe the promotion that you're going to get coming up, or, or maybe the promotion you didn't get, or, or the raise you know you just found out you're going to get for next year, or the raise you didn't get. Maybe you're about to lose your job. Maybe you're switching jobs. and Maybe work has kind of taken your whole focus on 2019 Christmas story. Maybe for you, there's just stuff in your family that's kind of stolen your attention for this Christmas story. You're so caught up in the drama that's taking place in your family or the stress that's taking place, or maybe it's a strain in some type of a relationship that you have, or maybe it's good stuff. You know, Maybe there's a good thing happening in your family, and that's kind of just been your focus and attention. You might be really excited to go meet with some relatives over the next couple of days because you're really hoping to see if so-and-so got engaged or if somebody's pregnant this year. There's just good things going on in your family, and it's kind of stolen your attention, and that's become your Christmas story this year. Maybe your Christmas story is dominated by your emotional life, your thoughts, your feelings. Maybe, maybe those are good. Maybe those are bad. 
maybe your anxiety and your stress is just a lot higher right now or your depression is kind of building up and you really feel lonely, you really feel down and that's kind of the headline of your story this year. Every Christmas has a story. Every year we write our own Christmas story. And what's really easy to happen is for us to get so caught up in our Christmas story that we miss the real Christmas story, that we miss the story of Jesus. And I know you're thinking, yeah, yeah, Zach, I got it. I know Christmas is not supposed to be about Santa Claus. It's supposed to be about Jesus and all that good stuff. I've got that covered. I'm good to go. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the first Christmas story that thought they understood it, too. The Christmas story is filled with people who thought they understood what Christmas was about, but they were missing something. Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, they didn't get the full picture. They were all focused on the birth of Jesus. And the truth is, the Christmas story is about the birth of Jesus and the cross of Jesus. Because if you don't have the cross of Jesus, well, then the birth of Jesus is really just a story about some kid who was born outdoors. And that's about it. In order to have the Christmas story, you need the birth of Jesus and you need the cross of Jesus. See, Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, they knew that Jesus was the Savior. But they didn't know how he was going to save them. They all thought that this baby Jesus was going to grow up, become a king, raise up an army, and take on the Roman Empire. And that's just not what happens. The real story is that he would grow up, die on a cross for our sins, and become the king. See, Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds, they missed the point of the real Christmas story. There's actually only really one guy who gets it. In the first Christmas story, there's one guy who understands what this is really about. He knows about the birth of Christ, and he even knows about the cross of Christ that's coming later on. And his name is Simeon. Simeon's a guy who who doesn't show up on the night that Jesus was born. He's not out there at the manger. He's not with everybody else. He doesn't show up for a little over a month after Jesus is born. And Simeon's a guy, we read in Luke chapter 2, that's when he enters into the story, and it says that there's this guy in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. So this guy named Simeon, is a guy who, he was righteous, he was devout, he he was honoring God, living his life the right way. And the Holy Spirit tells him, hey, before you die, Simeon, you're going to meet the Messiah. Before you die, you're going to meet the promised king that's supposed to be coming into this world. That's that's pretty good news to get, you know. I mean, you'd be excited if if you got that kind of news. So every day, Simeon lives with this idea that, oh, maybe today's the day. Maybe today's the day I'm going to meet him. And then one day comes and God tells him through the Holy Spirit that, hey, you need to go to church right now. And Simeon has one of those moments where you're doing something and you're not really sure why you're about to do it, but you just know that you know that you're supposed to do it. You know, you you can't explain why you're about to do what you're about to do, but you just know that you know deep down you're supposed to do something. And that's Simeon. Simeon. 
And so he goes to church, and lo and behold, who's there but Mary and Joseph and Jesus? Because it was a little bit after Jesus, was about a little bit over a month after Jesus was born. And what you were supposed to do that back then was to take your baby a little over a month after they're born to church to, to essentially have what's a parent-child dedication. If you've been around here long enough, you know that's something we do. We do a parent-child dedication where after you have a kid, we invite you and your kid and your spouse to, to come up on stage and really the adults of the church and the parents kind of make a decision that, hey, we commit to doing everything we can to raise up this kid, to know who God is, to love God, and to serve God. And we pray over the parents and the child, and we bless them, and it's called a parent-child dedication. And that's essentially what they're doing here with Jesus at the first Christmas story. It's the reason that we do that here at our church. If you've ever wondered why we don't baptize babies around here, this is the reason. Because we look at Scripture and we see that Jesus wasn't baptized as a baby. We see that as a baby he was brought to the church and prayed over and there was a blessing and it was more like a dedication, like, hey, we're going to raise this kid to know who God is. And then later on when the kid grows up and they make the decision for themselves that they want to follow Jesus, then we baptize them by immersion. Immersion means we dunk them all the way in the water and, and then take them back out. And the reason we do that is because that's the way Jesus did it. That's the way they did it in the New Testament. Jesus didn't get baptized until he was 30 years old. So, so we just try to follow the way Jesus did things as best as we can around here. We try to follow whatever's in the New Testament. That's why we do what we do. And at the first Christmas story, we have part of that going on. Mary and Joseph show up to church with Jesus for his baby dedication. And Simeon is also there. And this is what takes place. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praising God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight for all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And I know that's kind of like a confusing couple of verses for us to kind of read and understand, but basically what Simeon is saying is, is this baby, Jesus, he's the Savior of the world. He's the one that we've been waiting to see come. He's the one who's going to save all the people in the world. And Mary and Joseph are like a little taken aback by the whole comment. They were just coming to church to have a parent-child dedication, and now somebody's telling them that this is the Savior of the world, and that, that's something they kind of already knew, but, but just to be reminded of that, I'm sure it threw them off a little bit, and you know, they were kind of marveled at that. That's their reaction in the next verse. The, the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about Jesus. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. And that's another piece of scripture that's maybe a little worded, a little strange, hard for us to understand. But basically what Simeon is saying is that this baby is going to grow up and he's the Messiah and there's going to be some people who believe that. And there's going to be some people that don't. And because of that, he's going to face a lot of opposition. Because of that, he's going to have to die. 
And he even goes as far to say, hey, Mary, a sword will pierce your own soul too. Simeon is saying, not only is this baby going to grow up and suffer and die, but you, Mary, are going to suffer as you watch your son hang on the cross. It will hurt you deep within your soul. See, Simeon was a guy who understood Christmas more than anybody else at the first Christmas. He was a guy who understood that Christmas is really about the birth of Jesus and the cross of Jesus. He was a guy who understood the whole picture when nobody else did. You know, and it's easy for us in our lives to get caught up in everything we have going on. December is one of the busiest months. There's stress. There's more money coming out than there is coming in. There's stress at work. There's stress at home. And it's easy for all the things in our life to kind of dominate our Christmas story for this year. And one of the hardest things to do is to remember that even in the midst of our Christmas story, the real point, the real focus that we're supposed to have is on the real Christmas story, the birth and the cross of Jesus. You know, in the movie, A Christmas Story, Ralphie obviously doesn't pay attention to the real Christmas story at all. If you've seen the movie, it really has nothing to do with Jesus or Christianity or anything like that. It's just one of those fun movies to watch. But he spends the whole movie focusing on getting this one toy, this Red Ryder BB gun. And he's so focused on getting it that he has all his hopes and his dreams in it. He almost expects to get it on Christmas morning. And then he doesn't. And then there's this scene in the movie where mom and dad and Ralphie are sitting on the couch and he didn't get the toy that he wanted and you can just see how upset he is. And then something really cool happens. Check it out. Did you have a nice Christmas? Yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, did you get everything you wanted? Mm, almost. <laughs> almost, huh? Well, that's, that's, that's life. Well, there's always next Christmas. Yep. Hey, that's
care, care. Oh, they run all over. Close it up. Close it up. Can I, can I try it out, Ma? Can I? Okay. But outside. Oh, I still say those things are dangerous. No, no. Put on your galoshes and your coat. It's cold out. One when I was eight years old. What if he hurts himself? Yeah. Hey, your coat! Don't shoot any animals or birds. Except the bumpers is dogs. The the actor Jack Nicholson was originally cast to play the father in this movie. And I can only imagine how different this entire movie would be if it was him as the father. You know, little Ralphie would say, man, I really want a Red Ryder BB gun for Christmas. And the dad would say, you can't handle a Red Ryder BB gun. <laughs> would have been way different. But there's a line in this part of the movie. This actor as the dad did a really great job. Where the, Ralphie doesn't get everything that he wants for Christmas. And the dad says, well, that's life. And you know what? He's right. Sometimes in life you get what you want, and sometimes you don't. And in the middle of the Christmas story that you're writing this year, wherever you're placing your focus and your dreams and your hopes and your desires, whatever it's on, you might get that and you might not. And so the trick for us is in the midst of all of that to remember that our focus should be on the real Christmas story. Because what I don't want to have happen for you is Christmas is over and you're putting away the decorations, you get the tree back in the box, you take the stockings down and the lights down and the house is back to normal and you look around and you go, man, this is not what I wanted. This Christmas didn't give me what I hoped. And that could happen if your focus is not on the real Christmas story. Because what I can guarantee you is that the real Christmas story, the birth of Jesus and the cross of Jesus, will give you hope even after Christmas is over. The real story of Christmas is about the birth of Jesus and the cross of Jesus. And I don't pretend to have some easy way to, to make sure that you're going to be able to focus on that. Here are three easy steps to make sure that you remember Jesus. I don't have that, okay? But what I do have is Simeon. Simeon's the guy at the first Christmas who got it when no one else did. And the Bible tells us that Simeon was a guy who was righteous and devout, and so the best thing I know to say is, man, maybe we should live like that. Maybe our focus at Christmas should be to live a life that's righteous and devout, a life where we're doing the right thing in every scenario to the best of our ability. Yeah, we're not going to get it right. Yeah, we're going to mess some things up and make a mess of things. But you know what? We're trying to do it the right way. And maybe we should live a life that's devout. Where day in, day out, we are committed to the Lord no matter the circumstances. I think if we do that, try to live a life that's righteous and devout, we're going to find out that it's a little bit easier to focus on the real meaning of Christmas. The birth of Christ 
and the cross of Christ. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, thank you for the Christmas season each year where we get a chance to hit the pause button on our lives and, and try to recenter and refocus on what really, really matters the most. The fact that you love us so much that you would send your own son to be born as a baby, knowing that he would grow up only to die on a cross for us, but to raise again to life, that if we would put our faith in him, we would have eternal life with you forever. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together and we'll continue to worship. Mm -hmm.